all your photo, video, and voiceover needs, check out the fine folks at Blu-ray Productions. They will take good care of you. If you don't believe me, you can see for yourself. Check out their work at blueberryproductions.tv, the Facebook page, Blueberry Productions, also a Vimeo page, a YouTube page, and it's Blueberry, B-L-U-B-E-R-R-Y, Prod on Twitter. Check them out today. Blueberry Productions, great people, great work, great service. Hey there, your yard took a real beating this summer. Luckily, Scott's Turf Builder Winter Guard has your back. Just feed your grass with Scott's again this fall when the air is cool and the soil is warm. It's the perfect time to give your lawn a boost. If you do, Winter Guard will give your yard the nourishment it needs to help weak, thin grass recover and support root growth, giving you a greener, more resilient lawn both now and next spring. Guaranteed. Grab a bag of Scott's Turf Builder Winter Guard today. You'll be back to barbecuing in no time. This is a Scott's Yard. Hey parents, we all try to be extra careful with our children in the car, but then we get an important call or text. Remember, our children are watching. Make every drive a good example. Be in the zone. Turn off your phone. Visit childrenshospital.vanderbilt.org slash B-I-T-Z to learn more about our teen driver safety program. Brought to you by Monroe Carroll Jr. Children's Hospital at Vanderbilt, the Ford Motor Company Fund, and the Allstate Foundation. Hello, my name is Travis Williams, President and CEO of Academics and Athletic Consultant, focused on educating and empowering tomorrow's collegiate athletic leaders. My passion is for the education and genuine concern and care for today's student-athlete. It's the centerpiece of my life's work. A college education, both in and out of the classroom, is a truly rewarding benefit. For more information on AAC, you can go to www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com. Once again, www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com. Or you can follow me on Facebook at Academics and Athletic Consulting or Twitter at Coach TWheel24 or Instagram Travis L. Williams24. Or you can call me at 404-542-607. Once again, AAC is very proud to partner with J.R. McHenry of the Bossman Radio Show covering sports and entertainment across the country. Please tune in weekly for informative, entertaining, and expert analysis on today's sports and entertainment topics. Thank you. Man show going to UMES the Hawks talking to Coach Jason Kraft now the MEAC conference. Coach Kraft, what's up, my brother? How you doing, man? Boss man in the house, Eastern Shore Hawks are in the house. Happy to be here, man. This is our second time doing this. I uh, love everything you're doing. I uh, appreciate you having me on the show. Most definitely, Coach. Let me ask you, man. Uh, 
I know you was probably in the Norfolk area around my birthday, March 11th, when everything went haywire. I was at the Hawks game, and I got the word that, hey, season gets suspended, and, you know, we ain't had the Hawks since my birthday. So how was it for you and your guys, man, up there, man, in Norfolk for, for the MEAT tournament, having to go from that to going on spring break probably, then going virtual, and then, you know, then everything is shutting down. So talk to us about your team and how you all handled that whole quick transition from being together to being apart you know what it's been a it's been a long journey here and it's been something that's extremely uh been challenging um for everybody you know not just for you know our players and, and and um you know administration but also just the basketball world you know i think our our guys have done an incredible job of of staying locked in and staying focused and uh, most importantly, you know, finishing strong in the classroom academically. We're happy to have around a 3.1 team GPA in the springtime, um, which was um, exciting to see our guys push through and do extremely well and finish like that academically. And then uh, we were unable to have them up in the summertime because of the COVID stuff. You know, some schools were able to bring kids up, but we were not able to. So um, we had to do some things over Zoom calls and try to be as creative as we can with FaceTimes and, and things like that. And now we're back on campus and we're going through a process of testing and all those types of things. And, and we're looking forward to being able to get back on the court and, and get these guys moving again and, and getting back to some basketball. Most definitely, Coach. You know, I know it for your seniors uh, and guys who won't be back with the roster, it's probably hard for them to know that their careers ended that way. You know, they didn't get to go out on their own terms there. And so how, what would you guys kind of do for your people who were not returning uh, to the team after, after last season to kind of get them a send-off to wrap away the best you can via the, the, the virtual way because you couldn't yeah, be well yeah. together? Yeah, you know, we did some uh, – our, our campus did a nice virtual graduation that was pretty cool. Um, we still had our awards and, and things like that we did, that we kind of did virtually. So we did some things on social media to still kind of announce our MVP and AJ Cheeseman, you know, our, our, our coaches award and Gabriel Genfi, one of our toughest players last year. Um, and then we had our rookie of the year to Deshaun Phillip, um, who also made all rookie for the MEAC um, um, as well. So we try to do be as creative as we could to still keep the guys engaged. Um, but it's time. It's time to get back and start playing some basketball. And I think, um, to try to do it in the safest way possible. As we jumped on, I was showing you, we got all different types of masks and <laughs> you know, whatever we can do. We got our paper masks, we got our hard masks, we got, we even got our, uh, for our, we even got our masks to say tenacity on them. Man, you got to send me one, coach. You got to send me one of them masks, man. I want one of them. Whatever I like that. to do to, 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 to get this thing going again, we're, we're, we're excited to do so. It, it's, it hasn't been easy, though. Um, but the, the interesting thing about it, boss, man, is every coach you're talking to is going through some type of hardship or dynamic with this transition. So uh, we embrace the challenge and we look forward to getting back to basketball. Now, Coach, for, for your young men, I know when they was at home, you, you, they might not have a hoop. They might not be able to get out to a gym and work out the shutdown. So you and your strength coach and the staff have probably seen those guys the virtual workout. So how did that go to keep your young men in, in semi-shape? They might not be in full basketball shape when they get, get them back on campus now, not having to start from scratch knowing that November 25th or December the 4th is not too, too far away. Yeah, well, you know, I think it's going to be interesting to see. You know, we've had our kids here now for about four or five weeks, um, and, and we've, we've just been going through the process of they're going to undergo their second testing uh, this weekend. I'm happy to say that our campus only had 23 positive tests overall out of 3,000 in the first go-around. So when we kind of get through that second wave of testing, 
um, and our guys get a negative test, that will actually be their third test. So hopefully they got tested before they came back. They got tested in the first week, and now we're getting tested now. So when we start workouts, we'll have had every guy tested three times. Um, with that being said, regardless of anything that they did prior, it's going to be an acclimation period of everybody readjusting. You know, So we're going to be very um, cautious and very careful in particular in terms of how we just return them to activity. And it won't be something that we just rush into. It'll be something that we do in a, a very thought-out process. Well, Dale, because you know you, you get a kid jumping back into something right after all months in activity. That's a knee, ankle, quad, hamstring right to happen. It's going to nag forever. Cause I know me being in my 30s, I come back out of my court in my backyard. <laughs> if I ain't stretched out good enough, I know it can be some little nagging situation down there. So, man, I feel you, man. Getting kids yeah. that slow burn back into it. Yeah, I think it's going to be a, a, an interesting dynamic. You know, I have a player development background in terms of, you know, being with the 76ers last year and, and doing some player development and working in the G League. So um, I was a part of a lot of return to play scenarios for some guys, you, you know, coming from injuries. So and, and that's kind of been my, you know, thing in terms of player development, in terms of just bringing guys back. So now this is we don't have guys returning from injury. We have guys returning from a you know, a pandemic, <laughs> you know, and, and not being able to train um, effectively. So, you know, we have to be um, strategic in how we do things. We, uh, as coaches, we have to have a, a feel for not being too aggressive to start, you know, and allowing guys to be able to um, get their bodies back to um, a place where we can re-engage in contact and being aggressive with them coaching-wise. There's certain things that you're used to doing that you're just not going to be able to do in these initial four to five weeks. And we understand that. And, Coach, for us that with COVID, how do you stress to your young men that you have to say no things you want to say yes to? Because I know they want to be around their friends, go go hang out, go to the mall, go on a date or whatever, being 18, 24 years old, I know how it is. But, you know, how are you told me to say no to things you want to say yes to? I know for me, being a, in my 30s, I'm going to say no to stuff I want to say yes to because I don't want to bring something right. back to my family who may older than me, who may get some. So, you know, how are you trying to stress to the young men that no is okay right now and yes to come down the road? Yeah, you know, we just – I applaud our guys. They've handled this um, very well so far. Um, I think we try to keep them informed. There's so many universities that are suspending their students um, for breaking the COVID rules. You know, this is something that every campus is going through. So it's not just my campus. So when I'm talking to my kids, sometimes as athletes, if you put restrictions on them, you know, they look around and they see the regular student doing things and they get, you know, tempted to do things. Right now you've got an entire nation that's got strict standards in place um, during this COVID time right now. So when you see kids um, breaking those rules and you see students getting suspended or getting having their scholarships, you know, in jeopardy because of breaking those rules, I think it's allowed our kids to see how serious it is um, when they've seen other uh, students, uh, student athletes or regular students uh, contract the virus and have to get quarantined. Um, so I think our guys have been locked in. We've also coordinated having some early morning breakfast times to make sure we we get them up, we see them in the morning, we make sure they're doing well, because um, a lot of classes have been virtual now, so they're not as much, you know, walking around campus during the day. So we try to get them up in the morning, make sure they get breakfast. And then at nighttime, we swing by and we do some uh, curfew on select days, almost like if it's the night before a game, <laughs> you know, and just make sure they're in their dorms and not kind of out in the street. And our guys have bought into that. And I think that's um, one of the reasons why we've been able to, you know, produce a bunch of negative tests and hopefully we'll knock these tests out this weekend and be able to get back to play. 
Now, Coach, how does recruiting go for you, trying to recruit via Zoom? Were you able to expand your reach, not having to go out on the roads, and you can get, talk to a guy via Zoom, get a virtual tour of your campus, maybe get in on some guys you wouldn't normally get in on because you don't have the budget to go out there and see them or however that may go. So how did the virtual recruiting go? I know you want to have that relationship with a guy face-to-face, but the Zoom may be an extra additive to the recruiting process going forward here. I think the Zoom uh, recruiting was interesting. I think everybody had to find a comfort zone. You know, for me, being a guy that's very relationship driven, used to going to the gym, seeing the kid practice, seeing the kid play, you know, spending time with the coach um, that coaches him and now having to do it all via FaceTime and Zooms. uh, It put us in a scenario where we had to be very intentional with, you know, creating different, you know, technological advantages and ways to kind of, you know, um, expose guys to being able to get a feel for our campus, get a feel for our coaching staff and get a feel for what we're trying to do here in building this program. With that being said, I think we created some great relationships with some solid prospects that we were able to uh, achieve to come and get commitments to come to Maryland Eastern Shore. And we're excited about the seven new guys we brought in. Uh, most of them had opportunities to go other places. And I, and I think they, uh, you know, we were able to find a way to get them to come to Maryland Eastern Shore. And, and they're happy to be here and we're happy to have them. Most definitely. And, you know, also, Coach, I want to talk to you about the non-conference scheduling because, you know, Coach, being here in Atlanta, I know I got, I got a lot of – I got two five power fives right here in my back door. So I've seen those contracts. I know what they, they loaded with them COVID clauses, you know. They're going to give the school this much if it's no fans or this much if it's fans and travel. So yeah. with the season that you push back to November 25th or December, December the 4th or whatever date may be, uh, I, I know when HBCU graduate myself that you need to make football, men's basketball, women's basketball is the, the money makers for everybody on HBCU athletic plane. So how are you and your university working in case these contracts are loaded and you can't play certain teams? And how's that going for you guys right there? Going with, you you got to raise money no matter what, but how are you going to go yeah. about it with these contracts being loaded where they are right now? Yeah, you know, I think it's an interesting time for everybody in that regard. And, uh, you know, for, for some schools that have football, to miss out on football money and basketball money can put a major dent, you know, in, in your finances. You know, um, but we're very fortunate that, you know, we, we don't have football here. And I say fortunate because we're not losing out on any football money in this coming season. Um, MEAC came out with a, a statement a few weeks ago that gave each institution the ability to either choose to play non-conference or choose to not play non-conference. Um, so right now, I think the stance for our, our program is from our administration is that um, we're, we're very focused on our conference season right now, not as much on the non-conference. And, and we're looking forward to gearing our guys up and being ready for whatever conference season we'll have starting in January. And then also seeing what the NCAA is going to do and announce in the next few weeks in terms of what the basketball season is going to look like. Now, Coach, uh, for you, man, uh, I, uh, you know you HBCU head coach with a lot of young black men on, on your roster. So how have you been talking to young men about what's been going on with in the country with racial injustice, social injustice has been going on with a lot of our young black and male men and women getting killed in the hands of the police. I know your young men are probably like, you know, what's going on, Coach, and looking at you for guidance. So how's those talks been via the Zoom and FaceTime trying to get those young men to understand that, hey, let's check off that basketball uniform. You're just a, a black man in, in America. You need to kind of watch watch how you move and how, how, how you go there. Yeah, yeah. I think one of the cool things about being at HBCU is, you know, our guys are, are already kind of in the know on some things. You know, it's, uh, you know, they, they have a feel for what's going on, um, you know, via things that we do with our guys, but also interactions that they have on campus, in the classroom, in, in the community, um, at an HBCU. So it's a great time to, to be at an HBCU because you've got 
um, a lot of variables and a lot of parties that are assisting with you educating your players with this type of stuff. Um, our SAC, our Student Athlete Advisory Committee is doing something where we're going to uh, get all of our student athletes registered to vote in the coming weeks. So that, that's something that we're driving to do. And then we've had some Zooms and some one-on-ones and just kind of just had some great interactions and some positive feedback and um, educational stuff with our guys just in terms of, you know, how to handle themselves in those situations if they come about. Conversations we've always had, but now they kind of like, hey, coach, we get it now. <laughs> you know, yeah. see it more in a higher light. Um, you know, pull your pants up. You know what I mean? Like, like you know, look people in the eye, you know, and, and just how you carry yourselves and, you know, how you articulate yourself and, and different things. We can do everything perfectly and still it go wrong. Um, you know, so just trying, just trying to educate them and just trying to give them the, the best chances to be prepared um, to, to go out there in the world and to face some of these tough things and, and, and knowing that we can do everything the right way and it still might not go our way. And that's the unfortunate reality that we live in. But, but I think our guys are motivated and, and, and they're getting out there and they're having a voice. Um, and and uh, we're excited to see that. Now, Coach, for you, you know, last year was year one for you and going to year two now. So talk to me about uh, your how how'd you get into kind of working to that job year one now. You're getting comfortable with the job and a college coach now and going to year two. So talk to us about your your journey from getting hired to where you are right now. You know, it's it's been a it's been a um a grind, of course, as you guys know, you know, just we talked last year just in terms of trying to build this program and what we inherited it, which was, you know, something that was not, you know, in a great place. So, you know, I feel like we've made a lot of strides. Um, we were, you know, for, for a large part of the first semester, we were top 15 in the country in steals uh, per game. Um, we finished in the top four in defense in, in, the, in, in the conference. Um, we broke the record for block shots uh, at Maryland Eastern Shore. So um, in a season, uh, we put a kid on an all-rookie team. Um, and we had a lot of guys that, you know, dynamically developed from their previous year um, to, to this year, to that, to, that, to that past year in terms of just individual improvement. So um, we felt like we, we created a great uh, foundation and then COVID hit, <laughs> you know, and, and that threw a wrench in some things and, and, and kind of created a tough um, dynamic for us to kind of like piggyback off of what we built and then make some strides in the spring and in the summertime. So with that being said, you know, I think we've, we, we've created some foundational things, but, you know, getting to this preseason right now, whenever that starts, we've really got to kind of get back to work in some areas to solidify what we built in that year one to be able to start gaining some traction. With that being said, it's still going to take some time. Now, Coach, I'm looking at the MEAC conference, man. You guys are top to bottom tough. Now, I hate that you're going to lose three members here in, in next, year, next year. But, man, I think the conference is still in great hands with great, great coaches. And, you know, it's, it's no easy outs in the MEAC each night. So how was it going through that first MEAC grind of last year, man? Because I know from top to bottom, the coach in the league, man, it's, it's never easy night in that conference for sure. Yeah, you know, I think that, you know, being coaching and going into my 18th season now and – um I think it's it's something that's that's that on the on the streets coming up, you know, coaching at Villanova, coaching at the Naval Academy, you know, um, Division Two for a while, and, and and then being in the G League last year, I, a lot of people always talk down about the MIAC, you know, talk about the talent, talk about the coaching, and all those types of things. And I can tell you firsthand, being in this thing, this it's elite talent in this league. I think it's overlooked. There's uh, elite coaching in this league. And uh, I've got a ton of respect for all the coaches and, and, and the players and every everybody, all the schools in this league. It, it, it's a grind. 
And um, we look forward to continuing to recruit and, and get talented guys and, and to be able to compete and ascend in this conference um, that I think is a league that is definitely on the rise, is definitely uh, taken for granted, <laughs> you know. And I think if you didn't have uh, programs having to play so many money games, um, our league – that that's the only thing that 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 keeps our RPI and our strength of schedule and all that type of stuff. If we once schools continue to raise funds and and back down on the, on the money games, this league is just as comparable and competitive as the America East or the Northeast Conference or some other leagues out there. Well, Coach Crafton, we know it's I'm gonna definitely support. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? I'm telling you, Coach, you know, I'm going to support you guys because I know you need support, man. And I, 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 this is my thing. I'm going to cover you all for the right reason, not when something bad go wrong. You know, a lot of times I want to cover the HBC when something bad go wrong, when something, yeah. something happened. So, you know, I, my, my thing, I'm going to cover you for the right reasons. Being an HBC, you grab myself, Tennessee State. So I got to make sure that I okay. give you guys the love <laughs> on the on GP, not because, you know, we want to cover a story to get some clicks here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. PSU, baby. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. <laughs> yeah, Frankie Allen, you know, that's I went to his basketball camps when I was a kid. So Coach right. Allen's my guy, man. So I know he probably seen him around sometimes. Frankie does our color commentating for our home games, does an amazing job, has become a mentor for me. Um, I've known Frankie from back in my Naval Academy days when we used to play Maryland Eastern Shore. Um, and and uh, he's a good dude, man. He's around the way here, and uh, we talk often. Coach, uh, when you get off the air, man, text me. I want to. I ain't talked to him in years. He was. I want to yeah, tell him, yeah. Coach. I was at your camp when I was like five, six years old, man, in Tennessee State. So you know, because my mom's in Nashville, so I'll be in the right. summertime. So I would go to his camp. So I was. I, I've known him for years. I was like, I was my guy. I'm ballboy for the guy too in the overseas tournament. So I, Frankie L is a guy I respect the whole lot. <laughs> very cool. Very cool. Yeah, Frankie's a big supporter of, of Hawk basketball. Him and his wife. Uh, staying Princess and still, and uh, he's around often. Well, Coach Kraft, my brother, hey, keep fighting the good fight, man, for the Eastern Shore Hawks. Man, I know you'll get this thing turned around real, real soon and make the MEAC <laughs> be scared to come on the Eastern Shore for real, man. I know you're going to get the job done, my brother. <laughs> well, hey, man, if we, can get, if we can get back to playing and we can get some fans, you see behind me what this thing can look like at full capacity. You know, we've got a great arena, great facilities, uh, great fan support. Um, in, a, in a local, a local uh, area on the Eastern Shore that's hungry for a winning basketball program. And we're going to deliver it to them at some time in the near future as we build this thing. So appreciate your boss, man. Looking forward to, to seeing not just this show, but all the great things you continue to do in the basketball community. Appreciate your support. Anytime, Coach. Jesse Crafts on the Boss Man Show from the Eastern Shore Hawks out of the MEAC Conference. Hip-hop fans, I got a great album for you. Today, we have them from Family Grinding NC, True Speech, and 313 Fresh. We're going to give you two discs, 33 songs of pure, genuine hip-hop. Albums available on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, IllStreetRex.com, and streaming live right now on Rhapsody, Beats Music, Spotify, Xbox Music, Slacker Radio, and SoundCloud. Check them out today, True Speech, and 313 Fresh, Family Grind, ENT. Believe in it, get it. 
A gorgeous tan from Suntan City gives you an inner glow that relights the fire when you run into your first crush. Vicky, who was that? An old boyfriend. Lucky you just tanned at Suntan City. Lucky he's single. We're doing lunch tomorrow. Won't be single for long then. During Tour of the City, try all five tans, including spray tan, for just $4.99. Restrictions may apply. Click to buy now. When you're a teen, you finally get to make some of your own decisions. Who are you going to hang out with? What do you want to be? Are you going to glance at that text while driving? Remember, a split second is all it takes for something tragic to happen. Be in the zone. Turn off your phone. Visit childrenshospital.vanderbilt.org slash B-I-T-Z to learn more about our teen driver safety program. Brought to you by Monroe Carroll Jr. Children's Hospital at Vanderbilt, the Ford Motor Company Fund, and the Allstate Foundation. It's maybe the night that my dreams might let me know All the stars are closer, all the stars are closer Tell me what you gonna do to me Confrontation ain't nothing new to me You could bring a bullet, bring a sword, bring a morgue But you can't bring the truth to me Alexa, play Kendrick Lamar and SZA Okay With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need Get tens of millions of songs Download the Amazon Music app today yeah, yeah, it's your man JC, the host with the most, baby, and it goes down each and every Saturday night right here in the city of Memphis. That's right, y'all. It goes down at Clicks Sports Bar Memphis, baby. 3705 Malco Way, Memphis, Tennessee, 38125. Come out and join us, the Three Kings, each and every Saturday night for the liveest karaoke in the city. Everybody gets in free till 10 p.m., only $5 after. Great food. We got drink specials. We got all kind of games, man. We got the pool tables popping. Whatever you want, we got you, man. Come on out. Have a good time with us each and every Saturday night. That's Clicks Sports Bar, Memphis. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.